Will you pray with me, please? Gracious and holy God, we enter into your presence with great expectations. May the meditations of our hearts and minds and the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I just love the busyness of August. It's back to school time. It, it is wonderful to, exp- I just love the newness, the freshness of thinking about a new classroom, a new teacher, getting new school clothes, you know, I always wanted to look just right on the first day. And there's nothing better than opening a brand new box of crayons and seeing all the gorgeous colors and the sharp edges. And then there's that smell. There's always a smell to those crayons. I love that excitement. It's a, it's a buzz of excitement around us. And even though I don't have children that still go to church or to a school, I live it through my grandchildren and through the life of the church. A time when we gather to promote our children from one area of the Sunday school into another one, where we collect supplies for the preschool, where we uh, also bless the backpacks and the educators who will be starting the new year. And then we gather to eat hamburgers. That's the best thing, right? Hamburgers after the, after the service. We go from this season that was a little bit more relaxed, still busy, because it's summertime and we vacation and we go to camps and uh, do swimming lessons and all kinds of things. But then we enter in this season that is meant for routine, this time when it's more structured, When the rhythm is more tied to the clock, more closely. But the problem with this season, for me at least, and maybe for you, is that sometimes I can get so wrapped up in the busyness and the excitement of it that I get all of my priorities out of whack, and I often forget to pay attention to the relationships that are oh so important. I can forget to acknowledge that there is not everyone who is anxious, is excited about going to school. There is some who are ang- have anxiety about new faces and new places and new teachers, especially those who are going to school for the first time and must leave mom or dad's side for an extended period of time. I can get so caught up in the busyness that I forget that this time also brings a financial stress on the family budgets, which causes tension between the relationships within the family. Maybe not this month, but next month when they open that visa bill. And sometimes I can get so caught up that I forget that there are those around me whose world has been turned upside down whose families will attend memorial services perhaps on the same day they attend Meet the Teacher Night at school, the families of El Paso and Dayton. I don't know about you, but busyness can distract me from what is important. Jesus has something to say about this kind of distraction on his road to Jerusalem when he stops in to see Martha and Mary. We read about it in Luke's Gospel, in the 10th chapter, beginning in verse 38. Listen now to what Luke has to tell us about the day Jesus went to Martha's house. 
Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I have to say, in a church and a world that is filled with Martha types, this text can absolutely rattle some trees. It rattles mine. If it weren't for the Marthas around here, we would not be celebrating with hamburgers and hot dogs after this worship service. If it were not for Martha's around here, we would not enjoy the beautiful decorations during Christmas time and other special seasons. If it were not for the Marthas around here, we would not do many things that we do, that we love, and that we've come to adore as the Decatur Methodist family. You see, these Marthas help us get things done. They're in every organization. They're in your family. Marthas are critical to every life that is. So when I read this passage, if I read it as scolding Martha, I think I've missed something deeper that Jesus is trying to say here. According to Luke's gospel, Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem with determination and uh, resolve. And he does that in chapter 9. It's not until chapter 19 that he actually gets there. One might think it's about to happen, and yet it takes a long time along that road. What happens on that road is the way that Jesus develops disciples. Along that road, he gathers 70 who are following him, and he sends them out. And he sends them out with a sense of urgency to bring in the kingdom of God. And he tells them, don't pack a bag. Take what's on your back and go. And then along that road, he meets this lawyer, has this urgent question about how do I attain eternal life? And with a sense of urgency and compassion, he tells a story about a Samaritan who is a good neighbor. And then he turns to the lawyer and he says, go and do likewise. One might imagine that as we're reading along in the 10th chapter, we might also expect one more story about the way Jesus sends people out to do ministry. And yet, in what we encounter is this odd story about two women. I am confused. and Sometimes I am annoyed. I don't know what Jesus means by that one thing that is needed. And Luke doesn't tell us. For years I've understood that this particular story is really all about listening for God's word. And that that is somehow a better part. 
But throughout the Gospel of Luke, I see where Jesus has sent people out. Jesus says we all require God's word, but we also are called to acts of hospitality, compassion, and mercy. According to Luke, Martha is busy providing diakonia. That's a Greek word for service. We assume that this service is a meal, but we're not told that. It may be a service in acts of ministry, and all of us can identify with being in ministry to the point in where we are exhausted and tired. We see here that Jesus takes time to stop and to listen to Martha. Mary has chosen a better part, friends, because she is discipling at Jesus' feet, and that discipleship can never be taken away from her. But Jesus also says, go and do likewise. So disciples, do, they practice this art of listening and going. Just as Jesus listened to Martha and sends people out at the same time. You see, if we stop here and we take it for both sides of the same coin, we sometimes have a tendency to drive a wedge between these two women, and I am just not compelled to do this. Both of them are faithful. Because I think that the purpose of this story has a deeper meaning merely than merely to set them apart or to say that one ministry style is better than another ministry style. I want us to suppose for a moment that when Jesus addressed Mary or Martha, he does so first to acknowledge her, and then secondly, he uses her name to console her and to endear her, not to rebuke her. Perhaps he says, Martha, Martha, you are distracted by so many things. Come and sit with me for a moment. Mary Hinkle Shore explains that for Jesus, the one thing needed here is to love the person that is right in front of him, whether that person is the sister sitting at his feet or the woman who is worried about many things. You see, if Jesus put his face towards Jerusalem and didn't pause long enough to meet the people along the road, but completed his task, we would wonder about his purpose. But instead, Jesus takes time to meet each person along the road. The lawyer who wants to know, who is my neighbor? He takes time to meet with the tax collector who cannot see, so climbs a sycamore tree so that he can see over the crowds as the teacher comes. He takes time on the road to finality when he says, I love you, to the thief who dies of crucifixion next to him. For Jesus, the one thing is to listen and to love each person. And he does not move on until he has given them everything they need so that they can love him in return. Our sermon series during this month of August is How to Live as Disciples. And like Jesus, 
disciples take time to listen to one another, to love the people that we meet along the journey, and also to listen to Jesus. In the busyness of August and this back-to-school time, I challenge you to take time to listen to those around you, to love them, to hear about their anxieties, to pray for their worries, and then to listen to Jesus too. And in that, you will find the blessing. On the road to Jerusalem, Jesus spent an afternoon with Mary and Martha. Friends, his visit demonstrates how God's love is so specific that it can meet the one sister. And it is so immense that it can include both sisters and all of us along that journey. This love is great enough to meet us right where we are in our journey, whether we sit at Jesus' feet or we are in the throes of everyday life. Thanks be to God for Jesus Christ. Amen.